I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, I am joined by Nessa Cronin. Nessa is a milliner, owner of the Tryon shop, founder of Style Solutions and course creator of Find Your Stripes. She is also a huge body confidence advocate, and that is exactly what we talk about on this week's episode. Nessa, you are so welcome to the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So for any of our listeners who are not familiar with yourself, could you give us an insight into who you are and what you are all about? Okay, if you have all day, where do I start? Um, I suppose, who am I and what what am I all about? Um, Okay, I have a couple of different businesses really, but really I started my my whole career in fashion as a milliner first, but then um, went on to own a boutique, a large boutique, a kind of a destination store in Newbridge, which unfortunately I had to close during COVID. At the beginning of COVID, but I then went online and I uh, am still selling clothes online under the tryonshop.com website. Um, and I've recently just done another little pivot where I basically during um, COVID, I started doing kind of Zoom <clears throat> wardrobe uh, clear outs and things with people. And then as the world opened up again, I started doing personal shopping trips because again, when I closed my boutique, I had a lot of customers who were like, where am I going to go to find this now and all that? So I started doing a lot of personal shopping trips and it dawned on me in the last few months that, and I know from, from my experience of, of being a retailer and from doing pop-up shops and things that women, women are well able to kind of, you know, get dressed up and go to an event, you know, mm-hmm. you throw on the lovely dress, you do the makeup, you put on the heels and off you go and you're fabulous. Um, but it's it's every day, like most people who came to us in the pop-ups were just looking for some bits for every day that make them feel dressed. Because we all got into the thing of, you know, leggings and a hoodie during COVID. And it's hard for people then to find, okay, well, hang on, I can't go around in this forever. But yes, I don't want to feel overdressed for just going about my day either. So that was what I found most, or or again, the back to work thing. People were finding that going back to the office, they were like, I've, I've no clothes to wear anymore. <laughs> what do I wear in an office anymore, you know? And I mean, it's great that work has become very much anything goes, you know, unless you're in a very formal um, corporate kind of job. But generally work is anything goes, really. I don't believe that there's any such thing as work wear or anything like that. But, but the women definitely struggled to kind of put things together and stuff. So personal shopping is obviously something that that you know not everybody can afford to do so I came up with this thing um called style solutions which is like every month I give you a, a an edit so at the first of, on the beginning of every month the ninth of every month I do what's what I'm calling the high street edit where myself and Amy who works with me um will have go around the high street stores stores basically around the shopping centers have a look on the websites um, and make like a curated kind of list of what we believe is good out there, what fits well, what feels nice in the hand, all that kind of thing. So the aim is that it'll reduce time, you know, so that when you need feel you need a few bits that you have just a one stop website to go to. It's a subscription only website, so it's for members only. And then on the the middle of the month we do a deep dive so into a particular fashion topic or something some styling video or we might do charity shop shopping or alterations or there's lots of different things we're going to cover in that throughout the year and then at the end of every month we do a boutique or a designer spotlight because again I wanted to kind of 
help spotlight, you know, small businesses that you might not have heard of and what they do and who they cater for and all that kind of thing. So that is my latest venture at the moment. But I also during um, COVID started a what I call in um, kind of teaching women about their body shape, because, again, the approach that I always took to selling clothes online was very much that I would explain the fit. I always use somebody else who's a different size and shape or height to me. And the two of us would model clothes. So and I would use different models. So um, I'm a size 12 and five foot seven. So I have another girl who would be a size 24 and she's five foot. I have another girl who's five, five, nine and she's a size 20 and all that. So I would use different people. But when I was describing fit, women were kind of going, well, how do I know if I'm a pear shape? You're saying that that would suit a pear shape or this would, wouldn't suit a pear shape or wouldn't, you know, how do I know what I am? So I did an online course during lockdown um, that I ran as kind of like a three week course for, for a few months. So I was doing different kind of groups of it. And I then last year kind of recorded it properly because it was very much just a, an ad hoc kind of, you know, thing. But I recorded it properly last year and um, I have that online course as well for women who are. And I suppose the course is more about it's more than just teaching you about body shape and how to dress for that shape. It's it's more than that. It's really, I suppose, um, my my perp, my aim with it is to help women kind of realize that to kind of help help with their confidence I suppose you know and to, so it's for women who kind of feel that they've lost their mojo a little bit or that they kind of don't really know where they fit in this whole fashion scene and you know is it even something so generally they just kind of feel a bit lost feel a bit unrepresented and just say oh listen I'm not going to even go there I'm grand here in my legs and my hoodie and I'm grand and you are grand in your legs and your hoodie but but clothes are immensely powerful to me. You know, they really are like the first thing you do in the morning is is put on some clothes and what you put on can really affect the rest of your day. You know, it can really boost you, um, which, again, will have a knock on effect throughout your throughout your day. So it's it's to help people kind of get a little bit of confidence in themselves. Um, help them accept their body for whatever way their body is because no two bodies are the same everybody is different um, and I think that that isn't taught enough you know I think that the narrative is very much that we must strive to look a certain way when in actual fact there's nothing wrong with the way you look now mm-hmm. um, and that's that's kind of my that's my vibe that's my 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 mission I suppose is to help women feel a bit more comfortable in their own skin excellent and I I suppose with the the body image stuff, the body confidence stuff, why is that so important to you to help other women? Like, why was why why is what's your why for that? My why is because I suppose it it comes back really to to how much I love clothes, you know, and how important they are for for me and and no, like I said, knowing how how powerful they are, you know, and how they can impact so much of your own feeling of your self worth, you know, um. And I suppose having the, the boutique for 10 years in Newbridge, I met a lot of customers. We did from a size eight to a 28. And I met a lot of women of all shapes and sizes. And there were lots of tears in fitting rooms, not just from larger sizes, but from across the board, you know. And one thing that really hit me was that every woman, regardless of her size, has the same insecurities about her body. Every woman, you know, um, you would think, I suppose, or, or maybe people would think that, oh, you know, if you go up to size 28, that 
that it's your size 20 plus customer that has body issue images. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not. It's the size eight woman as well also doesn't like her knees and doesn't like her arms and doesn't like her hips and all, you know, like the list is endless as to what women don't like about themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you ask women what they do like about themselves, it's kind of almost like, you know, silence, like, yeah, I don't know, you know, or or they'll say my eyes or or my smile or, you know, but very few women will say, oh, I love my legs. I have an amazing pair of legs or, you know, very few women will, will point out physical things about their bodies that they're actually really happy with or comfortable with or. And like I said, that goes across the board. And it was important for me that I did um do from a size 20 up to a 28 was as far as the, the brand's kind of allowed me I would have gone more if I if I found brands that, that went bigger size but um I think that those women in particular feel very well certainly did at the time when I had the boutique I do think it has improved a lot mm-hmm. in terms of choice of clothing and stuff but I think that those women um feel or felt anyway again when I started this which will be 13 14 years ago now um kind of excluded you know so that kind of upset me. I wanted people to feel, I wanted everybody to feel included. I wanted to create a space where no matter what age the woman was, what size she was, what shape she was, that I was going to be able to provide her with clothes that she felt amazing in. That was my motto of Vanity Fair. I, you know, I wanted women for everyone. So regardless of what their style was, their vibe, you know, I wanted as much variety as I could for 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 my customer, for every size. Um, and because I want like the, the confidence I feel um, I, I want to pass that on to as many women as I can. You know, I want yeah. to help them kind of feel the way I <laughs> the way I feel about clothes and myself. And, you know, um, so that is that is really important to me. So I suppose that's my why. And I know you call your course the zebras and you, you refer to your your, uh, your tribe on, on one of them yeah. on um, Instagram as your zebras. And I suppose I think that's a really good, I suppose, representation of what you're trying to get across because no two zebras will have the same stripes. Yeah. And when I heard that, I, I heard yeah. that one day and I said, oh, my God, I noticed that the zebra print, maybe it was just in fashion at the time, but the, there was seemed to be zebra things following me everywhere. Everywhere I went, I could see zebra robes, cushions. Maybe it was just that it was in fashion. <laughs> but, but no two zebras have the same set of stripes. And yet to us, we don't see that. We just see a zebra, you know, and we don't go nitpicking into where that fella's black stripe lands on his leg and is that mm. is that female zebra over there does she have a funny stripe on her head we don't go nitpicking at them we just see them as zebras and think they're beautiful and mm. um, now i i since learned that the same applies for tigers and and leopards and everything yeah. but, but you know ignore that for me it's, it's for me it's about the zebra um because no two bodies are the same. And yet we, we you know, and I'm sure if there's an alien species, they just look at us and they see us all as the same type of little insects running around this planet that we are. And that's all we are, you know. But we get so bogged down in our differences and, you know, wanting to look more like, like, do you think the zebra cares about that person's stripes and, and spends time saying, oh, I wish that my stripes weren't like this. I wish that my stripes, they don't, you know, and we as humans shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others either and just accept ourselves for the own unique 
set of stripes that we were given. I suppose the diet industry and the media in particular has a lot to answer for with, you know, I suppose putting everybody into the same box, what everyone should look like. And, you know, especially magazines, you know, I definitely found it when I was, you know, a teenager and even into my 20s, that magazines were everywhere. And the image that was portrayed was, you know, the beach body look. The, everybody yes. had to fit into a certain thing and that you know if you didn't lose 10 pounds by by yes. June you weren't thing you weren't fitting into that beach body look and I suppose that's where an awful lot of the comparison piece comes into it definitely um, definitely and there was like there's no doubt about it there was a lot of damage done you know through through magazines Alex Light London and Instagram she often does kind of does little reels you know and poses the question as to why do you think women have such you know, issues with their body. And she does little clips of headlines, you know, of covers and headlines from magazines where somebody in a size 10 body, but with a little bit of cellulite is, you know, highlighted as not being, you know, or that women women aren't even allowed to age, you know, like we're we're not allowed, we have to be perfect, this perfect figure. And and that's the thing, like, what is the, the perfect figure? It, it also changes from generation to generation anyway. You know, mm-hmm. one year bums are, are in and everybody wants to have a have a curvy bottom and the next year big boobs are in and everybody wants to have boobs. And then the next year it's the, you know, that heroin chic look of Kate Moss when I was growing up was the, you know, really, really no curves, really straight up, straight down. So like it's always going to change because the, the fact of the matter is there is no perfect body. There is no ideal, you know, but th- th- it doesn't exist. It only exists for a handful of people in any whatever the trend is that we're all supposed to look like at this particular year, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it is very it has been very damaging for for women. Um, I'm 48 and certainly, you know, diet culture was alive and well when I was growing up, as it was, I'm sure for you, too. Yeah, absolutely. I've read um, actually Alex Light's book, um, You're mm-hmm. Not a Before Picture, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes into an awful lot of detail as I suppose where uh, you know comparisons come in and, and magazines is one thing she really points to mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and I know that she uses the example of Jessica Simpson a lot actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know like they like an awful lot of magazines used her as like her before yes. picture was better yes her yes. after picture yeah she yeah. put on a little bit of weight and she was and I remember this growing up like that she was portrayed as oh she's after getting fat Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, when you look at the picture now, it's like she's not. I know, bad. I know, she's and it's like bad, you know like... the the Bridget Jones film, you know. Yeah, like she was what nine stone something, and she was struggling yeah. to lose weight. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. She was tiny. <laughs> she was the tiny, perfect, you know, gorgeous woman. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, movies, magazines, all that was filled with that. Like the, I can't remember the name of the actress now, but in Love, actually, she was Beanie Sanders. What's her name? Martine McCutcheon is it? Oh yes, yeah. And in the, is it was it in Love Actually or Forward? Anyway, there's one movie where she's like quite, you know, she's a nice, healthy size twelve or fourteen or whatever, but she's described as the plump one and oh my god, the size of her thighs and all these little comments about women. And I'm sure that women looking at that movie felt, you know, it's not even that they might, but it's it's subliminal messaging, you know, it's mm-hmm. messaging that that's going into our heads as as young women that. Oh well, you know anything over size fourteen is is not acceptable, and that's just not the truth. And it's not, it's not possible even for for a lot of people to to be that size. And because bodies, 
larger bodies exist. They always have since the beginning mm. of time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, that's that's not the message we were told, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of conditioning, really. Like it's yeah. conditioning by, you know, this kind of societal expectation that you should be a certain size. And, and that then can lead to, you know, awful it's it's awful pressure on a person to feel like they're in the wrong body but it can also obviously have this detrimental effect to their mental well-being because you're taking in all of this that you know you look wrong you you know you're in your body size shape whatever it is is wrong yeah you know like and I can totally understand that as well as someone who has put on weight in the last couple of years you Mm -hmm. know back when I was in college I was a size six eight Mm -hmm. thing but I was sick and that's why I lost weight but people told me that I looked amazing you looked amazing yeah you know all the rest of it which then you know it's only now I'm realizing that I actually had a very unhealthy relationship with food then Mm -hmm. as a result because I was being told that oh you look amazing and then when I started getting better I was restricting my food because oh but I but I look amazing say that size (laughs) I look amazing despite the the fact that like my ribs were out through my back you know everything you know it was was not a healthy weight for me to be at but I was being told that I looked amazing so therefore Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. I really struggled with going up in sizes then you know I I'm now kind of a size 12 14 and that's that seems to be where my body will be you know it's, mm-hmm. that's kind of mm-hmm. been the norm for me for the last couple of years and mm-hmm. it's taken me a while to actually be okay with that yes that, like yeah. for a long time I was wearing really oversized baggy jumpers you know covering hide yourself yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. because as you know growing up and all through all through my 20s and now you have social media as well showing mm-hmm. these before mm-hmm. and after pictures mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know you have to lose weight you have to do this that and the other thing and the really important thing to remember about before and after pictures and i i honestly don't like them and i know a lot of people who who do them because it's very hard like when people do lose when they do fall into the tire trap and, and put in effort to lose weight and lots of people choose to lose weight for lots of different reasons so I'm not judging their choices at all um but I do think that the before and after thing is insensitive because your before body that you're now holding up as something that you you know thank god you change and now you have your after body um your before body is somebody else's after body and your before body is somebody else's body and your before body is smaller than a lot of people's mm-hmm. after bodies, you know. So yeah. holding hold and also it's not a healthy thing to do to yourself either, because what if you go back to that body? Mm-hmm. You know, what if you yeah. put on weight again? Are you going to feel like you've just publicly, you know, ridiculed your before body on mm-hmm. social media and now and maybe in two years time you're going to have that body again, you know, and hopefully you'll have a better relationship with it but you still held it up as something that you were what ashamed of or that you you know worked really hard to get rid of and get it like the whole concept is of the before and after thing I think is can be really damaging for both yourself and for others watching it as well so I do I am I am a bit (laughs) I'm a bit funny about the before and after kind of uh, scene you know and pictures and that I don't I don't think it's benefiting anybody I think it's harmful yeah, I and, and I actually know a few people who have um gone through, you know, bodybuilding competitions, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, like really, mm-hmm. you know, shredded the weight off them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I've spoken to to these people and a few of them have actually said their before and after pictures are actually really triggering for them because yeah. 
obviously you can't maintain the yeah. bodybuilding physique you know of kind course. of course 24 7 like you can yeah, the yeah. Rest of your life yeah so generally speaking after a bodybuilding competition you then put back on some weight like you you mm-hmm. they go they eat all the carbs that they can get their hands mm-hmm. on and, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing and then you have this after picture of you at the bodybuilding competition and then suddenly you're after putting mm-hmm. on weight you're comparing yourself to that like what you yeah, said and you're, you're and you're back in your before body you know yeah but and like and a lot of the time their before bodies are way smaller than yeah anything, exactly, you know exactly exactly so so that's my point so how do people living in larger bodies feel looking at your before and after you know yeah, like it's exactly. it's not it's not fair on anyone it's harmful to everybody involved mm-hmm. yourself and other people watching so yeah that's that whole phrase although i i don't think i see as much of it anymore really i don't think so i think it yeah. has decreased in the last you know yeah. I think covid kind of decreased yeah because obviously there i wasn't. wonder sometimes i wonder is it just my algorithm now and the people that i follow am i just following the right people you know yeah because sometimes i say oh no things have definitely improved and then i'm thinking is it just that what i see has improved or is you know is it still as widely spread out there the whole you know diet culture and weight loss industry is it still as as maybe maybe it is i don't know yeah i'm just in my own little happy bubble here yeah, I think it has probably improved. Like, there's a lot more people calling out um, mm-hmm. diet mm-hmm. culture now. Like, I I saw that clip. It went around social media again uh, when the Beckham's documentary came out before mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, the clip of Victoria Beckham um being presented with a weight wing scales. She was it was like her first interview back after having her first baby. I think. Okay. And, um. I think yes. Yeah. Chris Evans uh, went to weigh her That's to see right. if she had lost the baby weight yeah. and people were saying like you know this is this is yeah. nuts like yeah. um, but I suppose so people are calling out stuff but I do think that like especially this time of the year you know in January there are there is another kind of push for new mm-hmm. year new me lose mm-hmm. weight do this do that do the other thing like I've seen a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of popping up again and I suppose, well, for me, it probably was more triggering this year because of the fact that I, I literally can't even exercise at the moment. I'm waiting for hip surgery, so mm-hmm. I can't even go for a walk, let mm-hmm. alone anything else. So I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Not that I even want to lose weight, but you know what I mean? I, I know, like, I know. Even if I wanted to, I can't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that there are certain times of the year, I think January is one of them, which could be, very mm-hmm. triggering I think mm-hmm. for anyone like anyone in even not even in a bigger body but anyone who's maybe not happy with their body or and, and, and that's any sort of an insecurity that's and that's, that's the thing and and that's what having the boutique taught me that it's not really about your body's size mm-hmm. it's not really um women struggle to go up a size regardless of their size you know I have customers who I remember one girl said to me she's always wears a size eight and the dress was a little bit tight across her shoulders or whatever and I said to her will I get you the next I'll, I'll get you the next size and she said oh no 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 I don't do double digits oh, and I was like, oh my god you know so but but, but that's the, the women women of every size struggle to go up to the next size and again what the course teaches um is that sizing is totally irrelevant and there is no such thing as universal sizing like there is no act if you have a look at if you go on to 10 different websites right and have a look at their size charts their measurements are going to be different on every single every single company works off a different size chart 
And I think that women don't really properly understand that or know that. Um, it, it depends very much on the target market of the brand. It depends on the cut and the fit of the brand. The fabric will affect the fit of garments. Um, like there's so many things at play. Then there's, you know, the, the whole like mi mislabeling a thing or or uh, the fact that on a on a when you're cutting out sizes, there isn't somebody just cutting out one particular size. They've been cutting like sheets of hundreds of layers of fabric. So they're never going to be all cut the exact same. So even mm -hmm. if the seamstress does use the exact same seam allowance when she's putting the garment together, one is always going to fit differently than the other, you know. So often I say to people on shopping trips as well, if if a, I don't know if a size 16 trouser is a little bit tight on her calf or whatever, I don't know, right? Um, and I'll say to her, well, here, I'll, I'll go out and I'll get you another 16 and try. Because if the fit is right, it's just because like there's so many things at play uh, when it comes to the size of garments that have got absolutely nothing to do with your body. Nothing. Um, so going up a size is always something that everybody should try, you know, but, but women are really hesitant to do it. They're like, oh, no, th this is too small. Move on to the next dress. And I'm like, well, hang on. Do you like do you like that dress? Because we can get it in the in the bigger size. No, 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 no. They don't want to go there. And that's that's really sad, I think, you know, because it's part of the, the message we've been told that we can't go up a size. You know, like you're you haven't put on weight in the fitting room. You haven't changed size in the fitting room. You know, if you came into me wearing a size 20 dress, but I need a size 24 in this particular dress for you, then that's OK. It's the dress. It's not you. Nothing. Nothing about you has changed, you know, Um. And I think I think that that's I think that enough not enough women kind of understand clothing uh, like that. You know, they, they blame their body and in actual fact it's the and it's not even the clothes fault. I'm not about blaming the clothes either because body shape comes into it hugely as well. You know, um, so maybe something just isn't cut for your shape and that's OK. It'll fit somebody else in the same size with a different shape. Mm -hmm. So all of that is, is what I kind of want women to understand so that they will ultimately feel better about themselves, you know, or less won't blame their bodies. It's, it's not about your body. Uh, it's mm -hmm. about a whole host of different things when it comes to sizing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually went through my wardrobe and just kind of rearranged it there um, not that long ago. And I have size clo clothing in my wardrobe. As I said, I'm a size 12 to 14. Mm -hmm. I have size 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 in my mm -hmm. wardrobe. Yeah. And that is perfectly normal. That is perfectly normal. That, that that means that you have a really healthy, good relationship with your body and with clothes, because that's the truth. Whereas any woman that has one size in her wardrobe, she's losing out on a whole lot of other stuff, you know, because it's not possible. It's not possible to have one size in your wardrobe um, because yeah. because of the fit of things. Yeah. And that's every, that... every woman should have at least three sizes in her wardrobe, at least three. For things yeah, as I said, as I said there, like before, I suppose I would have been one of the, those people with just the one size before mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I was, you know, when I was my skinny, unhealthy, mm -hmm. unhealthy skinny um, mm -hmm. era, I would have been very much kind of like, oh, no, God, I can't buy, you know, like like that. Mm -hmm. Now, if a size eight dress didn't fit, I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. well, that dress isn't for me. Mm -hmm. That was that was it. Like it was that was just it. Yeah. And, it's only what now that I've kind of come around to the idea that actually, no, this is just my body. This is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to dress my body and not, you know, 
somebody yeah. else's yeah, <laughs> or exactly, yeah. what, what I think I should I should put on my body um so like obviously I did your zebra course um which also helped mm-hmm. and um I'm in the the zebra group on on Instagram and I know like just from being in that group that that's helped an awful lot of women Mm-hmm. And I think that the Style Solutions as well, which I'm also a member of, <laughs> that disclaimer in there as well. Um, I think that will help an awful lot of people as well, because it can be really overwhelming. Like even again, like this doesn't really matter what size or shape you are. It can be very overwhelming, even just going onto a website. Exactly. Are, and a lot of websites, there are thousands of styles there. Exactly. You know, it can be. It can be really overwhelming for women. And like that, again, that, that was the feedback I was getting on person shopping trips. Uh, or again, at pop, people, when people would come to our pop ups, they'd say, um, and I'd be like, you know, <laughs> they'd be buying loads. And I'd be like, like, <laughs> they'd say, oh, there's no, I can't go shopping. There's no shops here. There's no shops here. And I'd say, there's no shops here. So you have this and you have that and you have that and you have that. And they were like, oh, I, I don't know where to start when I go into a shop. And it can be really overwhelming. And even like last week, myself and Amy, we were, <laughs> we were looking at um, jeans in the Marks and Spencers in Liffey Valley. And, and Amy turned to me and said, I get it, actually. I get why people will be overwhelmed because where do you start? You know, um, so, yeah, so I, I do think that Style Solutions will be really, really, really helpful for because it just kind of one woman said to me it cuts out the noise and that's it it cuts out the noise for you so it's like mm-hmm. an edited list of so I'll give you I'll make sure that there's a good pair of trousers in there a good pair of jeans in there a good top for work a good you know good thing and also that you can mix and match a lot of things because that's really important to me as well I don't believe in categorizing clothes into this is my work top that can mm-hmm. also be your Sunday brunch top if you dress it differently to the way you wear it and work, you know, um, but yeah, no, definitely people do feel overwhelmed. And like you said, going to a website, never mind going into a shop. You say, oh, I can't handle shops. Online shopping is fine, is you know, is, is what I prefer. But that can be hugely overwhelming as well. Like, where do you start? You know, you go onto River Island's website, you go onto Sarah's website, you go onto Marks and Spencer's, you go onto Next, you go onto, oh my God, how many tops can one shop have? You know, <laughs> so like it's, it is, the choice is huge, which is great, but it, it does make it more difficult for people then who, who don't like shopping or who don't understand clothes or their fit or whatever. And then the whole online thing of, you know, return, you order something like there's been a couple of times where we've seen something um, online and said, oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely include that in Style Solutions. And then we go to the shop and we feel it and we're like, absolutely not a chance of recommending this. (laughs) You know, so that's a big factor online as well, where you can't feel it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the fit. So, you know, there was a lovely pair of trousers in H&M that the 12 were, were just about up over my hips. So again, my sizing advice on that be, would be to go up at least two sizes in those trousers. And for those women who are comfortable doing that, they'll do that. And the size 16 will be fabulous on them if they're a 12. But also it'll save people buying the wrong size, having to return it or not wanting to size up that, the, you know, if if they're a woman who's like, I'm absolutely not buying the 16, then do my zebra course and I'll help you sort that out in your head. But but also it'll stop them from just, well, then I'm not buying those trousers, you know? So I do think it, it is going to be really, really helpful um, for, for women generally. Yeah. Hopefully that's the plan. Yeah. And I think as well, it will help anyone that has kind of, I suppose, those insecurities that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that can really come into it. Like it definitely did for me 
before I suppose I have the mentality now that I have with clothes you know mm-hmm. if you order something online in your normal size or whatever and it doesn't fit mm-hmm. and then you have this whole thing of like oh my god it doesn't fit you know like mm-hmm. that like the going into the dressing like I'm not putting on weight I must be after putting yeah. on weight because this size doesn't fit and it could be just like you said it's just the fit of the trousers absolutely and- yeah absolutely and a lot of people as well a lot of shops I've noticed have gone down the extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, double extra large line rather than the 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. Mm-hmm. And again, so people will say, oh, I'm a medium. OK, medium in every shop, medium in every garment is a completely different fit to the next one. You know, even within the same shop, medium can fit differently because it depends. So if if there's a garment, let's say, <clears throat> and the shop covers from a size 8 to an 18, OK, and for whatever reason, they are using small, medium, large. Sometimes they might do the extra small to extra large to cover those size ranges. Sometimes they might do small, medium, large. So the small is going to fit an eight to a 12. The medium is going to fit a 14 to an 18. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you might be a small in something like it often happens as well that people will say, oh, well, I'm the large. And I'm like, no, no, you'll be a small in that. She's mm-hmm. like, how can I be a small in that? And I'm like, because because of it, because of the garment, you know. Yeah. It's like you haven't become small now all of a sudden you're not you know you can't go into the next shop and buy every small in the shop because again it's a different fit so it's really confusing and yet I think that they that they made that move to small medium large extra large in order to to help women who had the oh I can't go from a from a size 12 I can't buy the 14 you know I'm a 12 I'm not buying the 14 mm. but in actual fact I think it's led to more confusion because <laughs> because people you know say to me oh I'm a medium I'm like well that makes absolutely no sense like that makes yeah. even less sense than saying I'm a I'm a 10 you're like you can't be a 10 in everything and you can't be a medium in everything you know either so there's a whole science like behind clothing and, and fit and stuff so and again, the most important thing is it's not about you. It's nothing to do with you and your body, you know, and getting that message across is is very important to me. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point. Like it that is to kind of, I suppose, make it don't make it personal mm-hmm. <laughs> with the clothes because it can like and, you know, I've been victim of it myself where I bought jeans and come home, you know, gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll fit me because they're a size whatever. Mm-hmm. Come home, they don't go past my knees. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, what's mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is something that I've done. I've put on weight or, I, you know, oh, yeah. God, yeah. My, leg, yeah. my legs are suddenly fat or, you know, whatever like that. I know. Uh, and particularly with with jeans, because jeans are a whole different category. Then again, like jeans have to be looked at as a totally separate entity. And again, you're never going to get like, I don't know if if it's ever happened to you, but it certainly happened to a lot of uh, customers, even in the shop where they'd come in. There was a brand that we stocked for bell trousers and they'd know their size in those trousers and they'd buy them. Um, and then one of them would fit differently. Like every size fits differently because of, like I said, the garment run and the cutting of the original thing. So like, I'm sure it's happened to you that you've said, oh, well, I'm a size, whatever it is, size 18 in Molly River Island jeans. And yes, you'll buy a pair once and they won't fit you. But that's okay. It's just it's just a, a dodgy fit in that one pair that you happen to pick up, you know. It or it often happens as well in jeans that the colours will fit differently. So the exact same jean, the exact same model 
fit, cut, brand, style, name, honest. And the black will fit you differently than the blue. You know? Yeah, yeah so, I've like, had that happen to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. Different colours will affect how the fibres in the fabric um, work or stretch or shrink or whatever, you know? So, again, it's not a, it's not a body problem. It's a size problem. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really important to for people to take away from this podcast if they're listening today is that you know it's not your fault if something exactly. doesn't fit you. It's not don't take it personally, and there's nothing wrong with your body, no matter what size. Exactly, shape exactly, and it's also really important to say as well that there's nothing wrong with your body, even if you do put on weight. You know, so I said earlier you haven't put on weight in the fitting room. But also you might put, OK, you're not going to put on weight in my fitting room unless you're there for the month. But, you know, but you you can go up a size in a, in a week, you know, and that's OK, too. That's OK. There's nothing wrong with, with going up a size. It's the constant pressure that we can't do that, you know, go up in the go up the size in your clothes if you need to. So the things will fit you comfortably, that they'll fit you better um, and that you'll feel more confident in because you won't feel squeezed into this thing or uncomfortable in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with our bodies, no matter what size or shape they are. Yeah. And I think that 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 point there on the confidence as well, because mm-hmm. Like you'll feel at your most confident when something fits you well. Yes. Like, you know, I've I anytime I wear some put on something that's, you know, a little bit tight or anything, yeah. like you can't you're gonna be constantly pulling at it, picking yeah. at it, conscious um, of it. Yeah. You know, like kind of almost trying to like hide the fact yeah. that it might be pinching into you or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, you don't want that. Like if you're going somewhere, even if it's just to the school gate, you don't want to be you know, pulling and pulling at yourself, picking at yourself, kind of hiding yourself away because, you know, exactly. like, you shouldn't have to. You should, yeah. like everyone should have, I suppose, the opportunity to feel confident in themselves, in their own skin and just be, I suppose, be just have the opportunity to feel happy going about their daily lives. Absolutely. And clothes are the easiest way to do that. I mean, there's all sorts of other things you can do, but, you know, there's lots of self-care. There's lots of therapy. There's lots of ways to help you, you know, improve. There's lots of help out there for people to improve their Mm -hmm. their self-image. But clothes are actually a really easy way to do it because there's something that we have to do every day. We have to dress ourselves every day. It's freezing cold. You know, (laughs) we have to put on clothes and putting on clothes that make you feel good, that suit your vibe, that suit your mood and that fit your body is is like the best start to the day you can get. Like for me, it all lies in the power that your clothes have. You know, it's all about your clothes and but and dressing in a way that makes you feel really good about yourself. And every woman deserves that. And I don't believe that enough women have that confidence with clothing. So that's that's my mission. Yeah. And there's that term dopamine dressing. And it's so true. You know, you can get happiness from what you wear. And I wear a lot of color. Um, mm-hmm. I have basically no black in my wardrobe. I just don't. Um, and I know, you know, Shan Horn uh, I do. as well through the club. And she has often described me as a rainbow. Uh, <laughs> I'm so colorful. I'm always colorful. And I just do because I like wearing color. It makes me happy. It lifts my mood. If I'm wearing a black outfit, generally speaking, you can take it that I've been at a funeral. (laughs) You know, it like, I I don't generally wear, I I might wear black jeans, but I'll then be wearing like a really brightly colored top because for me, 
and obviously I have brightly colored hair as well at the moment but like mm-hmm. it, it does it, it like it, it makes it lifts my mood it makes me happy absolutely 100 percent. yeah and like and like that like what you said you are it allows you to express yourself you can express your personality and you don't have to be a certain size shape whatever to do that yeah like, you know everybody should have that confidence to be able to express themselves yeah 100 percent, 100 percent, definitely so Nessa, thank you so much for joining me on the Mind Your Mind podcast this morning. That's a no lovely problem. point you wish to um, end. And I'm so glad that we got this opportunity to talk all about body confidence, body image. And I suppose just that people should just be happy in their bodies and that you are worthy of happiness and confidence, no matter what size or shape you are. 100%. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thanks a million. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, review or follow. It really does help with getting the podcast out there. You can follow us on Instagram at mindyourmindpod for extra content and some behind the scenes action. Talk to you next week and in the meantime, don't forget to mind your mind.